Are you ready? No. Oh, God. Did you get the apple pump? You didn't get the apple pump. No, Dunkin' Donuts stuff from Starbucks. This one's just plain. <clears throat> plain black iced coffee. <clears throat> Hi, everybody, and welcome back to... What? <laughs> welcome back to another Did I Miss Anything? Yep. I hope we're all doing well. Sure. On what is now finally fall. Yes. I like fall. Summer is finally over. Now it's time for the real seasons to begin. Yeah. I'm definitely a basic bitch. I prefer fall to any other season. I'm a winter man myself. Yeah. But I appreciate that fall starts cooling down. You Anywho. Run, he runs very hot. Lewis I, runs I hot. I do. I run very warm. Um, my name is Lewis. That's what I said. And this coffee drinker next to me. I am drinking. It's not pumpkin spice, so I'm not that basic. Thank God. I usually do. If they have an apple flavor, I'll go apple. But usually I just go, you know, black coffee with maybe a little blend it in it. Just a scotch. Just a scotch. Or maybe some oat milk if they have it, depending on the establishment, or coconut milk. Anywho, the yeah. coffee drinker next to me is Heather. Hi. And if you're listening to us, thank you. Hopefully you're subscribed. If you're new to the podcast, welcome, and thank you for checking us out. This is the podcast where Heather and I discuss movies, TV shows, and albums mm-hmm. that were very popular and continue to be popular, and in some aspects award-winning and critically acclaimed but we missed out when they first happened yep so we're catching up now making up for lost time last week we i don't want to say discovered but well no no well, the, we knew it was a thing yeah we, we knew it was a thing because we, we had uh, it we had we owned it yeah we just never heard it the whole way through which we, we should get on vinyl by the way we yeah we uh we listened to Damn by Kendrick Lamar. Very good album. A very good album. And all I can say is Damn was a good album. <laughs> it's a very good album. Uh, this week, yeah. we followed it up with a wildly popular movie. Yeah, when it happened, yeah. That that won I don't know like every award. I'm pretty sure they made, I'm pretty sure they made up awards for it to win. But Clint Eastwood's Million Dollar Baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The boxing flick. He he wrote that. He wrote and directed that nice, movie. Nice, good for him. He's a very talented man. He's so old in it. He's he's still alive, right? He's weathered. He's 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 alive, correct? Clint Eastwood is still alive. Because this this movie came out in two thousand and four, which I for some reason thought came out like way later than he's, that. He's he's the ripe age of ninety one. Wow. Yeah. Because he looks really old in this movie. He's got to be. He was, I guess he was like in his seventies because he's ninety now. This yeah. was twenty years ago. Yeah. He Damn. was uh he was born in May. For those who are curious. Good to know. May born of nineteen thirty. Just, just just made the cutoff. He was born May thirty first. Oh. Almost born almost born September. in June. Yeah, you're right. Thirty yeah, May does have thirty one days. So million dollar baby. Oh yeah, sorry. What are we doing? For what I understand, a very popular boxing movie. Yeah. And for good reason. Uh the movie feature centers around this um aspiring boxer. A one Miss Margaret Fitzgerald, they call her Maggie, mm-hmm. played by a Hilary Swank. Yep. And she's from Missouri? She's yeah, from Missouri. The Ozarks, it says right there. Yeah, she's from Missouri. Uh, she moves out to Los Angeles. We don't actually ever see her in Missouri. She's She she shows up at this run-down boxing gym called the Hit Pit. <laughs> I kind of like that name. And it's it's run by, by Frankie, who's played by Clint Eastwood. And he owns it. And he owns it, yeah. 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 And Clint Eastwood, uh, or Frankie... He's like this, he's an old boxer and an old, I guess, boxing trainer, manager. And so now he's just kind of like this 
older guy that owns this boxing gym and he still trains fighters and and people who he thinks has like have like shots at becoming really good fighters and champions and stuff like that he runs his gym with his friend played by morgan freeman uh, uh eddie scrap iron dupe you think it's dupree or dupris probably i'm gonna say dupree dupree right i'm gonna say dupree um they never said i don't think they ever say it they no, no they he always just called him scrap yeah yeah um so we come to find out a little bit uh, about frankie's backstory we find out that he's got a daughter who doesn't seem to like him very much they're estranged, they're estranged. he's always writing her letters but she just sends them back he writes her one every single week every and single I, week and they didn't say for how many years though did they well yeah but it's it's for as long as he was going to that church so in the movie uh frankie's always going to this church i guess in his town and the priest at the church there frankie's always being a smart ass with him and he's always asking him questions about like god and the afterlife and things about the bible so one of the things he asks him is like how many gods there are and it's a catholic church and the priest tells him there's one god and he said okay well what about the holy spirit and then he tells him that that's just like a um i guess like a form that god takes and then he says okay well, what about jesus and he said well that's the son of god and then they kind of go back and forth and we come to find out the priest says like you're the only person I've ever met who's come to mass every single day for like the last 23 years and still doesn't get religion or faith. Something and like when that. he says every single day, does he mean every Like day? every time they have mass, I oh, think. Every so time they on hold Sundays? mass. Well, I, I think they also do like masses They do midnight masses, the week. right? Yeah. So That's a lot. Like It's a lot of mass. That's too much it's mass. a lot of mass. But, um, I've been to Catholic mass. It's very boring. It's, it's a lot. It's a, it's, there's a lot of rules. It's there's a lot, lot of songs. There's a lot of hand motions. A lot. And a lot so, of dialogue that you need to know. Yeah. It's a lot. And so the priest, I don't know why the priest asks him every time. He's like, oh, did you write a, a letter to your daughter? And Frankie's always telling him, yes, the priest never believes him. Again, I don't know why. So he's a smart ass? I guess. I don't know. So we find out that he's always writing these letters and they always come back, return to sender. His daughter never, um, never opens them or anything like that. I wonder if she's like... She just doesn't live where she he thinks he, she lives anymore. Or if she's just turning it, sending him back. I don't think we ever find she's out. She's probably sending him back. That's probably the whole point. I don't know, but in any way, she doesn't want to talk to him. Uh, they never say what he did, right? Who? Like why they're not? Why? Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't know. Right? They never say why they're they don't talk. I don't. I don't think. I don't remember. No. I'm assuming it's just because he was like you know a boxing and manager. always traveling maybe. Yeah, uh, and just like I don't know, maybe I he guess. was a shitty dad. Maybe. Um, and she just won't forgive him for it, even though he's trying now. So Morgan Freeman, anyway. as I think Morgan Freeman does in every movie, also doubles as the film's narrator. Of course. Because he's just got that voice. It's like molasses. Like the voice of God, really. Like um, when he plays yeah, God, and he plays God in yeah. what? Yes. No, not yes, man. What's um, What's that other God one? Almighty, Evan Almighty. Uh, no. Evan Almighty. No, isn't Evan Almighty? Oh, that's the sequel. That's the second one with yeah, the... Steve Carell. Yeah. The one with Jim Carrey. Joe um, Almighty. I don't remember. Seth Almighty. Mm-hmm. Lewis Almighty. That sounds right. Ron Almighty. That's that sounds right. Anywho, so Maggie comes up. She shows up in this gym, and she apparently has no idea what she's doing because she starts hitting the heavy bags that they have there and morgan freeman uh not morgan freeman uh clint eastwood's talking to morgan freeman and um morgan freeman's um points out that there's this new fighter or this new uh person in the gym well before even all that she the the movie starts off with a with a boxing match right yeah and you see her 
watching the boxing match. Yeah. And when it's over, Clint Eastwood's character, well, his fighter, he's his fighter is fighting, and he's you know doing yeah, the manager his fi- thing. His fighter is Big Willie. Yes. So he they he wins. Big Willie wins. Yeah. He's apparently a very good fighter, mm-hmm. and Clint Eastwood's a very good trainer. Yeah. Um. And as they're leaving, Hillary Swank's character, Ma- Maggie, catches up with him, Clint Eastwood, and it talks to him and says she wants him to train her. Yeah. And he says, I don't train ladies. I don't train women. Don't do it. There's don't plenty. Of, do it. There's plenty of other trainers that will. Yeah. But I only tra- I only train people that I know could win yeah. for the most part. And also because Maggie is a little bit older, uh, we find out. She's 31. At, yeah, we find out at first when she meets Frankie that she's 31. and Frankie, Which apparently is ancient for boxing. Yeah, because Frankie goes into this whole spiel about how like usually it takes four years before you can even get your first match. Like that's how long it takes to train you mm-hmm. to even get a first match. So that means your first match isn't going to happen until you're 35. It'll be well past your boxing prime. Yeah, you won't get shot at the title until you're no, almost 40, and like, that's just not going to work. Yeah, it's just like, forget it. I'm not training you. Yeah. So right. she anyway, shows up. What you yeah, saying. so she shows up at the gym because the gym uh, works like any other gym. You can just buy like a membership and go train there, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, more, uh, so Clint Eastwood comes in, or Morgan Freeman comes in, points out uh, Maggie in the gym, and Clint Eastwood's like, what the hell is she doing here? Uh, he goes down there to talk to her, and. Uh, she goes into this whole other spiel about how Frankie should train her and how, you know, she won't give up and she's got all this heart and all that stuff. And he tells her again, like, I don't train girls. He goes back into his office to talk to Morgan Freeman. And um, he says, you should give her her money back. And then Morgan Freeman said well, she paid for six months. And Clint Eastwood's like, what? And he said, yeah, she paid for six months, but I'll, I'll give her back her six months. And he's like, no, 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 we'll we'll keep her money. But I'm not training her. <laughs> but we'll keep her money. It's but fine. we're going to keep her money. And then Morgan Freeman's like, okay, fine. So she starts coming in every day. And she's one of the first people there in the gym, one of the last people to actually, she's usually the last person to leave in the gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, we meet some of the other fighters in the gym. Uh, one of the other, I guess, up and comers that I don't think Frankie's training in particular, but, but he, he works out in his gym. Yeah, is, he supposedly pr- is pretty good. Yeah, it's uh, Anthony Mackie. Um, that's the actor that's yeah and he his character's name is uh Schwarel barry um and he's kind of cocky uh he's an asshole yeah he's he's, he's quite the asshole. actually i realize everything anthony mackie is in except for like the marvel except the marvel movies yeah. he's a dick except for what does he play falcon yeah because yeah, he was a dick in eight mile yeah yeah yeah. he's a dick in that yeah someone uh, was, yeah someone was typecast before marvel yeah anywho and a mr j baruchel Whose character I enjoyed quite thoroughly in this yeah, he movie. Yeah, cute. Um, Jay Baruchel is from a lot of the Judd Apatow movies. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He was in he was in Forty Year Old Virgin, right? I know he was in Knocked Up. Mm, was he in Forty Year Forty Year Old Virgin? I don't think so, actually. Well, I know he's in Knocked Up. Yeah, he's in a, he's in, he's in that one. Um, oh, he's in um the one where the world ends and um all those people are in it, like James Franco and... Oh, I never saw that movie. We should uh, watch that, though. Okay. I think um, it's called This Is How the World Ends something or like something that. along or those lines. Something like that. And I think, wasn't he in... He's the guy in... No, he's not. In The Girl Next Door. Oh, no, no, no. He's in... Um, oh! Uh, out of your... Out of his dates, league. Yeah, out, out of, of my league. Out of my league. She's out of my he's league. The main, yeah, he's, he's the, the guy in that. Yeah. Anyway, he's, he's the guy that's out of her league. Yeah, he's the super. Uh, he's like super skinny in this. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's super skinny or anything. Yeah. But this, this is, had to been one of his first things. Is this two, again two thousand and four? Probably. And Jedi, like those um, like Jedi Apatow movies started were starting to get yeah. big like two thousand seven, two thousand ten. But uh, but he's in that. Uh, they call him. He plays. I don't know why they call him Danger. Um, they pick you up with his name himself. I guess. Yeah. He's he's this very. He's very confident in himself and has absolutely no right to be because he has no experience as a fighter and he's like super thin. 
very skinny. He's got like no. Yeah. It doesn't look like he's got an ounce of muscle in his body. And his backstory is like his like step. Father they drove, drove yeah they to drove LA. to california to la yeah. from texas and then his stepfather went back to texas Without and him. he just left him there that's yeah, so mean it was so mean and it's so again and he's like this guy he dangerous like the sweetest guy he's like simple yeah is that uh, i feel like that's a mean thing to say is that a bad word to say simple, simple? i don't think so i mean he's I just like i don't know what's like, he's just like a down-to-earth guy i don't know it's pc anymore you he's know what I mean? very i don't know He's he's very just he's just yeah. like a genuine nice guy and he like genuinely wants to fight and he's always asking uh, Morgan Freeman he's like oh when, uh, uh, when's my next fight I'm gonna be the champion and yeah. he's always like challenging everybody in the gym to fight and all this stuff and so and he doesn't he, like he's never he doesn't even put gloves on half the time he's, no he's, he's just, just like shadow boxing yeah, that's, that's all he does he doesn't even like yeah. hit the bags or anything like that he's just like walking around with gloves just no. like shadow boxing working on his footwork um, yeah and it's funny because at one point. Uh, Morgan Freeman and Clint Eastwood are talking about him and he's shadow boxing and Clint Eastwood's like what the hell is he doing and then uh, Morgan Freeman's like um, he, he's you know he's shadow boxing he's, he's like punching the air and Clint Eastwood's like yeah I'm afraid the air is going to start to hit back Aww. Um, which I thought was a pretty funny line it was but yeah but Danger's a cool, he's a cool character yeah he's, he's, he's very funny he's sweet very funny yeah so uh, oh he does see Simpleton the way they describe yeah, him yeah he's described as a Simpleton would yeah be boxer and so uh Big Willie, he wins his match that the movie opens up with and then eventually ends up blowing off Frankie and signing with another manager named Mickey who has a reputation of, like, taking people to championship fights. He comes over one night to Frankie's house, uh, Big Willie does, tells him that he's going to drop Frankie as a manager. Frankie's like, dude, what the hell? I've, like, spent all this time on bringing you up. I got you to the point you're at now. Now you're just going to bail. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, Mickey's taking me to the championship because uh, the whole point after, after Big Willie had his fight, they're leaving the arena in Frankie's car, and he's, and Big Willie's like, yeah, I'm ready for the championship fight. And Frankie's like, yeah, two or three more fights will be there. And he's like, you've been saying two or three more fights for a while now. And he's like, no, nah, trust me, two or three more fights. So he's very, I guess, Willie got tired of waiting. He signed with this other manager. So now Frankie's got no top prospects, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. And he's pissed because he's like, yeah, I trained you all this time. I'm the one who got you the title fight, and now you're not even going to let me take you to the title? Yeah. Because like, I don't think he's ever, I don't think Frankie's ever won one. One no. title, that's like another big thing. No. So Maggie's still showing up every day. Eventually, uh, Morgan Freeman takes a liking to her and actually shows her how to like work the heavy bag and shows her how to like move her feet and, and like square her shoulders and things like that. And he gives her a speed bag to practice on. We find out the next day as she's working on the speed bag that it apparently is one of Frankie's old speed bags. And Frankie's like, what are you doing with that? And she says, oh, I'm practicing on it until I can, like, buy my own. Because she, um, she works as a waitress, so she doesn't make very much money. Yeah. Well, she makes decent money, but I think she saves all of it. Yeah, just for... And f she's been sending yeah. money home because, like, her family lives in, like, a trailer park and stuff. And, like, she's been... She sends money home to, like, her family and her mom and stuff. Yeah. And so Frankie's like, you know, people see you working with that bag. They're going to think I'm training you. I don't want people thinking I'm training you. Give me the bag. So, so she gives him the bag and, you know, she's telling him this story about how like, yeah, I'm just using it until I can buy my own. And, you know, I, I just need to get the, get some practice in and all this. And then Frankie's like, all right, you can use the bag. I have like three others, whatever. Eventually Frankie, Frank, I don't want to say Frankie caves, but he eventually agrees to train her mm -hmm. and Morgan Freeman's like been pushing him to do it this entire time. Frankie agrees to train her under the conditions that she doesn't ask him any questions. She does everything he says, and um, and like she doesn't cry or something like that. Is that one of them? I, I think it was something like that. I was like, yeah, you don't cry or something like that. 
And so Maggie agrees. Frankie starts training her. And one of the first things he trains her on is a speed bag. And he shows her how to actually hit it Properly. well. Which I didn't know there was an actual. Yeah, like, there's apparently a way to do it. I didn't. I thought people were just hitting it. So, nope. I, there's there's, a, it's, there's it's, a way to do it's it. It's the front of your hand and the back of your hand. The front of your hand and the back of yep. your hand. You just alternate between two and hands. Then, and then while you move your feet. Well, well yes. Yeah, while you move yeah, your feet. Yeah. So he starts training Maggie. Maggie starts getting better she starts getting in a uh sanctioned fights i guess and she wins she wins a lot all um, every time yeah she I, wins there's like, not one fight I don't, yeah she i don't think she i don't think and she, she knocks everyone out in the first round yeah so she she becomes she gets this reputation for being someone who knocks out her opponent in the first round so frankie tells her like you got to stop doing that because it's going to be tougher for us to get fights if other people's managers know that you're going to knock them out in the first round so you know at least go two three yeah plus she has to like kind of learn like how to not get and, fatigued. Yeah, and she also has to learn how to actually box because one of the things Frankie tells her is if you only if you only knock them out in the first ring, like you're not gonna learn anything. You're just yeah. you're just knocking them out in the first and ring. And by the time you get to the fifth round, you're gonna be tired yeah. because you're not and you know, so, training. And so she tells her, like, isn't that the point to knock them out as fast as you can? And Frankie's like, Ah, oh, you don't I get mean, it. Kind you, of. I mean it is, but it isn't. <laughs> yeah. So Maggie keeps fighting her way up. Yeah. Eventually Frankie has to start bribing other managers to to let their fighters fight Maggie. So he basically has to sweeten like the purses that they're fighting for and just to get her fights. She keeps winning and eventually he moves her up in weight class uh, to make it more challenging for her. Doesn't really happen. One of the first fights she has in her new weight class, she still knocks the opponent out in the first round. But after the fight, um, Frankie was like, oh, at least you waited until the end of the first round. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how, like, how, uh, it's yeah, crazy how good she is. Like, I've never seen, I mean, it's a movie, obviously, but, like, is that a thing that happens? Like, someone's that good, they just knock everyone out in the first round? Um, I don't know. I don't, follow, I, don't I don't follow boxing. I honestly don't know. I just think that's crazy. Anyway. I don't, I don't know. Hillary Sink's ripped in this movie, by the way. She is. She I'm pretty good. sure she actually, like, had to train as a boxer. I'm sure she did. To, like, to do this. Yeah. So it gets to the point, Maggie starts getting really good. She's starting to get offers from other managers to, like, uh, fight for certain belts and, like, certain championships. Frankie's turning them all down because he feels like she's not ready. So one night, uh, I think on her birthday, uh, Morgan Freeman takes her out to, like, this little diner where that guy Mickey comes in. And we apparently find out that this was, like, some giant ploy by, by Morgan Freeman to get her to talk to Mickey. Because I guess Morgan Freeman felt like uh, Clint Eastwood was doing the same thing he was doing with Big Willie in terms of holding her back and not actually getting her championship fights. That he felt she's actually putting in the work. She's good. She should get a championship fight. Yeah, even if she loses, if, she, yeah, she fought. You know, you know what I mean? And so he wants her to get this fight. So he sets this meeting up with Mickey. Uh, Morgan Freeman ends up leaving. Uh, Maggie goes talk to Mickey and tells him, look... I know your reputation. I know you take fighters to championship fights, but I'm not leaving Frankie. So don't ever come talking to me again. Bye. And she just like walks out, which is pretty dope because I don't know. She very easily could have just taken on Mickey and just gone on to some yeah. championship fight. Yeah. But she has like, she's like obsessed with Frankie, like obsessed. Yeah. With yeah. I mean, he's a, I mean, he's a parent. He's a good trainer. Yeah. But like, it's, I think she, well, she has daddy issues. Yeah. So she like, you know, he's an older guy. She, he's nice to her. Yeah. Her dad was a piece of shit, I think, or something. No, her dad was nice. No, her dad was nice. Her dad was nice, but he died. Yeah. 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 That's why. So, so um, she misses her dad. Yeah. So, fr um, Maggie keeps fighting under Frankie. They eventually start traveling over to Europe and having fights there. Uh, oh yeah. It, she gets a, 
a shot at the British, well, not at the British title because she's not British, but like to fight the British, British champion. champion. Yeah, and then um, that she... that one she finds out about, and Frankie turned it down, and so they're having a conversation about why. And then Frankie says, "Well, are you British?" And she said, "No." He's like, "Okay, so you're not going to win the belt anyway because it's the British Championship." Yeah, but he should. Still and you have fight. like you have nothing to gain. Um, so in the meantime, he gives her like this really, uh, really nice, uh, like silk robe that boxers always wear on their way to their, on their way to their fights, like on their way to the ring. And on the back of it, there's like this Gaelic nickname, which is, I'm going to screw this up. So apologies. Mo, oh man, Mo Chusel. I don't know how to say this. They say it all the time in the movie and Machusla? I forget. Machusla. Is it Machusla? Machusla, maybe. Um, and the whole I, uh, the whole purpose behind the Gaelic nickname is I don't know why I think I guess Frankie's just trying to learn Gaelic but throughout the entire movie they show him reading this book and at one point Morgan Freeman's like what do you what language is that and he's like it's Gaelic he's like why are you reading a book in Gaelic he's like I'm trying to learn Gaelic Morgan Freeman's like okay all right more power to you <laughs> yeah. so I don't know we don't know why he's trying to learn Gaelic but uh, the name uh, Mochusla is uh, embroidered on the back of her robe. And he, but Frankie never tells her what it means. And she never like looks it up or asks. Yeah, she never. Yeah, yeah. so because she assumes there's some reason why he won't tell her. It's some like, you yeah. know, deep down like training thing. Yeah. Um. So they keep going through Europe. She's winning fights. Eventually, Maggie saves up enough money. She buys her mother a house. Uh, like Heather said, her mother and her sister mm-hmm. live in a trailer. Uh, she surprises her mother with the house one day and her mother like berates her about like, why would you do this? Because now you're putting my welfare checks uh, uh, in jeopardy because um, her mother and her sister live, I get they live on welfare and checks Medicaid, I yeah. and Medicaid. I don't know why because they seemed fine. I'm assuming um, like her mom just doesn't work. Yeah. So they, they live on like government aid. And she's afraid that now the government's going to know oh, this house is in my name. They're going to know I have money. They're going to cut my welfare checks and my Medicaid. I'm going to be screwed. And Maggie's telling her, like, don't worry, I'll send you more money. It'll be fine. Yeah, everything. She just, she just keeps saying, I'll send you more money. I'll yeah. send you more money. And then her mom basically tells her, like, you know, get a real job. Like, you're a fighter. That's embarrassing. Like, you're a laughing stock and all of this. And, yeah, her mom's a fucking asshole. Yeah, and then so. So is her sister. Yeah. By, played by Ricky Lindholm, by the way, who pops up in movies. She just plays these, like, like small parts in all these movies that, like, pop up. It's, like, really weird. Good for her. Yeah. If you don't know who Ricky Lindholm is, she's... Um, she's in that band. She's in... Well, she's in... Group. Garfunkel and Oates, which that. is like a... They're like a comedy duo, but they play music and That's like the only songs. thing I know her from. I And like every once in a while she, she shows up in She was in Big Bang Theory. She was in... Right, but not as like a recurring the house character. Of the, the Last House on the Left or whatever that movie's called. Um, yeah, she's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, she just like pops up in things, which is kind of cool. Um, but this again, 2004. This was yeah. like 20 years ago. How old well, is she? Several years old. Okay. So Maggie leaves the house and she's like, you know what? It's your house. You don't want it. Fucking sell it. I don't care. Yeah. Um, so she leaves. Uh, Frankie finally arranges a title fight for, uh, for Maggie. The fight's in Vegas. It's against this one woman who they actually saw fight when they were in Europe. It's this German lady who is known to fight dirty. Uh, and the purse is for a million dollars. That's the million dollar baby. That's where that comes That's in. That's probably where that comes in. Um, so they decide they're going to go to Vegas. Uh, Frankie goes over to Maggie's house to pick her up, I guess, to like get on their flight or get ready to go. And he asks her, like, how do you want to go there? You want to fly, drive, whatever? And she says, all right, let's fly there and drive back. And he's like, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. How are we going to do that? And she's like, you said it was my choice. So that's what we're doing. He's like, all right, whatever. 
So they go to Vegas. They're fighting for the uh, women's welterweight uh, championship against the mm-hmm. the woman Billy the Blue Bear Osterman. Yeah. And oh, that's right. She's a German ex prostitute. Nice. That's right. Yeah. And uh, she gained a rep as being a dirty fighter. And so uh, the the fight starts. Yeah. And by the way, Hillary Swank's like the popular one now. Like she's not the yeah. She doesn't have the title yet. Yeah. But she is like she's the draw for the match. Yeah. So when they're agreeing, when Frankie is talking to uh, Billy's manager about how they're gonna split the purse for the fight, he says, "Let's do sixty forty. We're gonna take 60. And then he's like, "What are you talking about? I have the championship." And he's like, "Yeah, but I have the draw." And so I guess they work up. Uh, from 60-40, they go to 50-50, so it's just an even split. And in the beginning, I guess uh, Maggie and Billy are uh, pretty pretty well-versed. I guess they're they're trading punch for punch. Um, it's more or less a tie. And then... Uh, except, except the what's-her-face, the what, what's the title winner? What's, the, what's her name again? Billy? Billy, yeah. But Billy is like, you know, hitting her like below the belt, yeah, like doing also, like some yeah, like cheap and shit. And she like, she'll like hold on to her like fighters do once they start getting tired but actually holding on to her she's like punching her so in between rounds frankie tells her like keep digging into her uh inner her sciatic nerve and then she's like well, what about the ref and he's like just stay between <laughs> just stay between her and the yeah, ref the and ref, don't worry about it the ref warns billy a bunch of times yeah because then there's this one where she like doesn't she just like cold cock her at it like the, the th- it's over and she or yeah she just hits her after the, after yeah. the bell or something like so that. she keeps doing that and the ref and the ref keeps warning her like look i'm gonna deduct a point he ends up deducting a point and he's like you do that again i'm disqualifying you mm-hmm. um so the round begins and maggie this does look, like the third round this is like the second or third second round or third yeah Maggie comes in and does exactly what Frankie tells her. He's like, he like, she like keeps punching her in her butt, which I guess like your sciatic nerve runs down. It does. It like runs down there. Yeah. And so she's basically giving her like a Charlie horse essentially because you start seeing Billy like limping and she can't really stand up too well. Um, And so that round ends and uh, Billy's getting pretty frustrated because now Maggie's fighting dirty and apparently fighting dirty is only fair for billy the other other fighters can't do that mm-hmm. so the bell rings to end the round and then as they're going to their respective corners uh billy turns around and punches maggie while while she's just walking to her corner she punches maggie maggie ends up falling and the cut man that frankie uses for uh for maggie is already setting up the stool for her to like sit down and for them to like start treating her cuts and for her to take a breather and stuff like that um he doesn't set the stool up all the way and as frankie's about to pull the stool away because uh he sees maggie falling maggie falls and breaks her neck on the stool and she ends up becoming uh quadriplegic which was very disappointing because i was really i really had high hopes that hillary swank was going to be the million dollar baby well she was going to win that fight she was because at the end of that round before the yeah, Billy, Maggie like, was like wailing she was, in her. Yeah, she she um, almost knocked her out. Yeah, she, yeah. she she was gonna win that fight. Yeah, Maggie Maggie was gonna win that fight. So I had such high hopes for her, mm. but then she ends up being a quadriplegic. Uh, you don't know that right away because you just see her in the hospital. At least I I figured she was just like pretty yeah like yeah. pretty banged up and she would like you know get back up and she was gonna have yeah, like no. her rematch fight and no, all I that. I think her her spine was like just severed like yeah by the neck. It, was, it was pretty messed they up. Fix it. So at the hospital. Um, Maggie keeps looking forward to getting, uh, visited from, by her family, her mother, uh, her sister. And I, is the guy, was the guy her brother or her sister's yeah, I husband? Think you, no, it's, I think it's her, I thought it was her, I think it's her brother. I think he was in jail or something and he just got out of jail okay. or something. Um, 
So she's waiting for them to come over. They apparently never do. We find out that they arrived in L.A., but they first went to Disneyland and Universal Studios. Yeah, they were there for a week before it's, they came yeah. to visit her. Well, she was still in Vegas at that time, no? Or did they moved her? No, she was no, in They LA. moved her, yeah, because she ended up driving. Because then in the ambulance, he was, she was like, ah, flew there, drove back. Oh, yeah. And then Frankie was like, oh, fucking ass. <laughs> um, so they show up at the hospital with this guy in a suit. Turns out the guy in a suit is... Well, that was... Well, at that point, she was moved from the hospital because... She was in the hospital in Vegas. in Vegas. They moved her to like a long-term care facility. Uh, yeah, rehab facility. Yeah, yeah, because that she needs to need she constant care. Yeah, um, for the rest of her life. So again, remember she was only what thirty at that time thirty two. I think she was like thirty three. Thirty, yeah, something like that. Mm. So we find out that the guy in the suit is an attorney, and they're trying to get Maggie to sign papers that basically hand all of her assets and her winnings and stuff like that over to her mother. Um. So Maggie finds that out after uh, going back and forth and asking her, like, what's this for? And Frankie's like, just leave him there. I'll read her the papers later and we'll get this. And and her mom's just like, no, we got to do this now. And um, and Maggie, I guess, figures out what's what, asks Frankie to leave and then basically tells off her family, mm-hmm. tells them to leave. And she said that uh, if she doesn't, that they're, she's going to threaten to, like, report her family to uh, – to the welfare fraud no, she's, well, or no, something like that. No, what she said she was going to do, because her mother was supposed to sign the paperwork to sign the, the house that Maggie bought yeah. over in her, to put it in her, in the mother's name. Right. And she, the mother never signed the papers because she was afraid about the, the right. welfare. Right. So Maggie was like, the house is still mine. You never signed the paper, so I will sell that house yeah. if you come around here again. Yeah. And so. So they end so up she, leaving. Yeah. So she never signs her assets over, but she doesn't take the house from them either. Yeah. But just tells him like to leave her alone forever um so now, they are assholes they're all they're, jerks yeah they're asses mm-hmm. so maggie starts to develop bed sores because she can't move she's quadriplegic yeah. and one of them gets really bad and she actually has to have her leg amputated so it's just getting worse for maggie yeah. it's very hard well, yeah i mean this movie took an incredibly sad turn it did had this happened sooner in the movie, we would have watched another movie. But Probably. this is like the last 20 minutes of the movie, so yeah. we were committed at this point. So she asked Frankie for a favor. Frankie's like, yeah, whatever you need. And uh, she's like, kill me. Um, she, <laughs> I mean, she doesn't She doesn't flat out say kill me. kill me? <laughs> but uh, she, she, no, she does this very lovely speech yeah. that I wouldn't do justice. But essentially the speech is like, look, I lived a good life. I got to travel the world. I got to fight. I did stuff I loved. I'm good to go. Yeah. Again, not like exactly. Th- yeah, I can't live like this. Like, there's no like I don't, I don't want to live this way. Yeah. So she um. She so she tells she asks Frankie to uh to help kill her. Uh, Frankie refuses. He's like, I can't do that. Like, mm-hmm. you're I can't do that. Because at that point, they're pretty much like father and daughter. Yeah. They treat each other like father. Yeah. And, daughter uh, at that point. and earlier in the movie, I forgot to mention they go to a diner, uh, that Frankie uh that uh, Maggie used to go to with her dad all the time. And she tells Frankie this story about her dad. It's in Missouri, dad. right? I'm I assuming. Don't, I don't know if it's in Missouri. It would have to be because that's where she lived. I guess. Because yeah. uh, they were sense. in Missouri. I think they were in they were in Missouri for a fight at one point. Maybe. And she went to go visit her but family. They go to this diner that looks like it's in the middle of just like the woods. Yeah, um, it's the Ozarks, baby. It's just, it's just weird. So, and she tells this story about how her dad had a German Shepherd, um, and her the German Shepherd used to uh, I guess had hip problems. So at one point, I got to the point in the German Shepherd's life where he couldn't really use his hind legs anymore. So he would just walk by, walking, yeah, by just walking with his front paws and dragging like the lower half of his body. 
And then she also mentioned how her dad was sick. We don't, I'm assuming that's why he died, but we don't know how he was sick and had a very similar situation where he couldn't really walk the way he used to. He kind of was just like dragging himself room to room. And one day, uh, he, her dad and the German shepherd, like went into the woods, like singing along, just happy, just going for a walk in the woods. And he came back without the German shepherd. And then she said, that's when I noticed the shovel in the back of his truck. Um, alluding to the fact that her dad just put the German shepherd out of his misery and buried him in the woods. And so she's telling Frankie this story again in the hospital. And Frankie's like, I can't, I can't do this. Like I can't, I can't do this. So one night Maggie bites her tongue in the hospital and it starts bleeding repeatedly. Uh, for some reason, I don't know why the blood doesn't clot. So she almost bleeds to death. They call Frankie to come to the, um, to the hospital they start stitching up her tongue. She apparently bites her tongue again. She's trying pops, to, she she's trying to kill herself. She's trying yeah. to bleed out. Because um, there's no other way for her to kill herself because she can't yeah. move the rest of her body. So, um, They're actually pretty smart. I never would have thought yeah, of that. I, 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 never mean, thought not, to, I mean, it's not... I mean... I didn't even know that I'd be able to do that. Uh, bite, just bite your tongue off? No. Yeah, I couldn't... Oh, no. God. So they put... They, they say... The nurses mentioned about putting something in her mouth to prevent her from biting her tongue, like some piece of, like, plastic or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so... Frankie is, I guess, starting to see the way she's living, uh, yeah. the way she's living, and how badly she wants to die. Yeah. And then they sedate her. And so they do, yeah, they, they sedate, sedate her, her so she wouldn't bite her tongue anymore. Yeah. So Frankie goes to talk to the priest, the same priest whose mass he's been going to for like the last twenty three years, and he talks about the situation. And the priest is like, "Look, you've been coming to mass every day for twenty three years. The only people that do that are people that can't forgive themselves." So whatever sins you're carrying, I promise you, they're nothing compared to this. Yeah, you can't kill. Just, you just like, don't, you can't. You can't. That's insane. Yeah. You can't murder. Like, it's murder. Yeah. That's the ultimate sin, apparently. So Frankie, uh, being the stubborn old guy that he is, sneaks into the hospital one night. I still don't know how he manages to pull this off and no one realizes it. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't get it either. Um, and also Scrap is there. Morgan Freeman is there, like, in the shadows. I'm assuming he was probably there during visiting hours and just stayed. I don't know. Uh, but he's watching, he goes over to Maggie, he says, all right, I'm going to unplug your breathing machine, uh, then I'm going to give you this shot. So I'm going to unplug the breathing machine, you're going to go to sleep, this shot is going to make sure you stay asleep. Maggie's like, all right. So he kind of gives her like a kiss on the cheek. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, at this point she's not talking because her tongue. Yeah. And so so, she just just, like shakes her head So like there's there's, like a single tear that like comes down, he unplugs the machine, gives her, it's a shot of adrenaline. And then as he gives her the shot... It's like he, three doses of adrenaline, yeah, adrenaline, he said. He, um, he tells Maggie what uh, Mo Kushel means, which means my darling and my blood. It's very sweet. Basically, he adopted her at that point. For the I don't most know. part, yeah. Um, so that's it. Maggie ends up dying. Frankie never returns to the gym. We don't find, what hap- we don't find out what happens to him. Uh, all you hear at this point is uh, Scrap, Morgan Freeman narrating, and then you see Scrap in the gym... And it's apparently revealed that this entire narration, um, Scrap was actually reading a letter that he wrote to Frankie's daughter to let Frankie's daughter know the kind of guy that his dad, her dad actually was. Um, like the way he took in Maggie, the way that, you know, he basically looked after her as a daughter, ended up killing her. Um, for like the good reasons, not sure. like, yeah. not cause he was like insane or anything yeah, like yeah. that. Um, and also, uh, we find out that Danger, Jay Baruchel, comes back to the gym because one of, uh, one of the earlier scenes, 
um, while Frankie and Maggie went to Vegas for her championship fight, um, Anthony Mackie uh, clogged one of the toilets in the gym's bathroom and it started flooding. And he basically told Morgan Freeman, like, hey, the toilet's flooding. You got to go take care of that. And it was just a distraction to get Morgan Freeman out of the gym while he, like, beat the crap out of Jay Baruchel's yeah, character. Mean. And legit just, like, nope. beat the crap out of him. Like, he, like, it's one thing to, like, want to make fun of the kid and, like, fake fight yeah. him and, like, you know, just, like, you know, push him out of the way or maybe yeah. hit him once and knock him down. Yeah. He beats the shit yeah, out of him. Yeah, he beats him, like. It's, like, so mean. He's, like, bleeding from his face. Morgan Freeman hears, like, the shouting and stuff yeah. from the bathroom. Rushes out there. He breaks up the fight. Uh, he kind of comforts Jay Baruchel. He tells him like, "Hey, man, anyone anyone can lose their fir- uh, anyone can lose a fight. This is just the first one. You'll be fine. You'll be back to normal. It'll be fine." Then, which was probably like my most favorite scene in the movie, uh, Morgan Freeman, who is Anthony Mackie Senior by at least I don't know forty years, yeah, um, puts on one of Jay Baruchel's gloves. Uh, Morgan Freeman, by the way, in the movie used to be a former fighter as well. And uh, in in that scene where he and Maggie are in that diner and Mickey shows in uh, shows up, he's talking to Maggie about his career and stuff and how he he lost his one eye or he's blind in one eye, and he talks he talks about how that happened in his hundred hundredth and ninth fight and Frankie was training him, and he wanted to throw in the towel. Um, but he couldn't because he wasn't his manager. I guess only managers can do that in boxing. I don't know boxing. But Frankie was there with him and he wanted to throw in the towel. And I guess Frankie always carried around this um, regret that he never got to throw in the towel. And um, Morgan Freeman says, like, I, I was ready to go for my 110th fight. And she he tells her this story. And now he's in the ring with Anthony Mackie's character. Well, he tells her that because he he ended up from that fight because he... He kept going. Yeah, he lost. He, lo- he, he yeah, lost the sight he, in his he, eye. And he, he started fight bleeding. Anymore. Yeah, he started yeah. bleeding from like right above his eye, yeah. and then I guess the blood pooled in his eye, and like he, he lost. lost he lost sight. And then in he his couldn't fight eye. anymore. But that, yeah. like, that was his last fight. Yeah, that was yeah. his last fight. Yeah. Um, and I forget why he was telling Maggie that's. Oh, I think he was telling her the story because he he mentions how like every fighter has a certain number of fights in him. We don't know what that number is. He's like, apparently mine was one hundred and nine. So he gets in the ring with Anthony Mackie. He puts on one of Jay Baruchel's gloves and he starts like moving around a bit and you start thinking that they're about to have like a legit fight. So I got super excited. Anthony Mackie is just like punching Morgan Freeman, but he's not landing any of his hits because Morgan Freeman is like experienced as shit. And so he keeps his hands up and he's not landing anything. All of a sudden, Anthony Mackie lets his guard down for like a second. Morgan Freeman hits him with the one hand that he's wearing the glove and then gives him an upper an uppercut with like his bare knuckles Oof, yeah, and that just like knocks out Anthony Mackie and it actually knocks one of his teeth loose that he ends up spitting <laughs> yeah, he out, out when yeah. he when he lands on the mat and it was the most baller thing I had ever seen Morgan Freeman do. Morgan Freeman's a badass. And so at the end of the movie who also has to be at least 90, right? By now? Yeah. That seems right. Right? Morgan Freeman. Maybe 80? He might be a little younger than... Uh... 84. 84, okay. Good yeah, for yeah, him. Yeah. 84. Born in June. Oh, look at that. Oh, June nice. 1st, Clint Eastwood is May 31st. Oh, Meant nice. to be. Anyway. Seven years apart. There you go. So Morgan Freeman's narrating the story. We find out it's the letter to uh, Clint Eastwood's daughter. And then he mentions a ghost walking in, and it's Jay Baruchel, and he's ready to start training again. Yeah. That's basically where the movie ends. Yeah. He was cute, that little guy. It was... Danger. This is a very good movie. 
Yeah. I absolutely missed something with this movie. I agree. It was very, I'm, very good. I'm very upset that I didn't watch Listen, this. They all won awards, I'm assuming, right? It just, they won all kinds. This I'm, movie won, like... Hillary, that was her first... This movie... That might have been her second. So, at the 77th mm-hmm. Academy Awards, this movie won Best Picture... Mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood won Best Director. Of course. Hilary Swank got Best Actress. Of course. Morgan Freeman got Best Supporting Actor. Good for her or him, Just, my bad. They cleaned up at the Academy Awards. Oh, oh, he didn't win Best Actor, though. He only got who? nominated. Clint, Clint Eastwood. Eastwood, yeah, he got Best Director, though. Wait, but who... who I gotta see who won that year. For Best Actor? Yeah, I gotta see that. Uh, Jamie Foxx. Oh, for Ray. For Ray. Yeah, that makes sense. Which I also haven't seen. Oh, I actually haven't either. We should see that. That makes sense. Okay. All right. I'll allow that. Uh, will you? Will you allow that? Yeah. Yeah, that movie cleaned up house. Uh, I don't think I don't think there was one person that thought this movie sucked. Um, it was like yeah, ever. and all the performances were great. Hilary Swank was so good in it. Um, again, like I said, movie takes a very depressing turn. Yeah, like, it sure does. It's a two-hour movie, like an hour and a half. Two in. hours and twelve minutes. Yeah, like an hour yeah. and a half in that movie. Yeah. I, I honestly thought like well, you don't she, see that you don't see that coming. You don't know. Like I honestly thought it was gonna be like a Rocky type thing. Or like a Rudy type thing where she gets like her second chance and mm-hmm. then she wins. But no, paralyzed and then dies. No, she just is the best boxer ever. Like, she knocks people on the first round and then she... Paralyzed then and then, then dies. dies. Yeah. So, Which I still don't understand how he got away with... How he literally just walks into a room. He pulls, yeah. he pulls out her yep. uh, ventilator. No sort of alarm at the nurse's station. No. Nothing. And then he shoots her with a needle and he just walks out. And just no walks one out. ever knows. And then, and she dies. So the machine does the whole thing that machines typically do in movies and TV shows. Flat when, lines. when people die. Yeah, flat lines. It goes beep. Which you don't even hear that. You don't even hear that. But then eventually, like, you know, the room gets like, like all the doctors and nurses come in and they're like, they do the whole thing with the, um, what do you call those things? The Defibrillators. Um, the defibrillators to like bring them back to life, which by the way, not what a defibrillator is for. I found out defibrillators are actually to regulate your heartbeat, not to jumpstart it. Oh, then why do they use them in all these movies? I, and TV I shows? guess because of like that whole like clear and it's like an action shot, but not actually what they're for. They're actually to regulate your heart to like, if your heart's beating like abnormally or something like that, it's to actually get it to start beating normally, not hmm. to bring you back to life. So oh, good to know. now you learn something today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie was really good. It was only yeah. it only cost thirty million, and it which made what? it made two hundred and sixteen. Damn, made a lot of money. Yeah, so much money. It was. But yeah, that was. I mean, that was also twenty years ago. Yeah, so it's got a ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is well deserved. And a little. I mean, it's a little, a little low. low. It's a little low. I mean, yeah, yeah. Higher nineties, I think, would be better. Like Paddington has a hundred. Like. <sighs> Not anymore. That's true. It did. That's true. Um, it was the best re- best reviewed movie ever. Not yeah. anymore though. Yeah. And apparently in early 2005, because this is the times that we live in, uh, the film sparked controversy with some disability rights activists that protested the ending. Um, apparently, the Disability Rights Education Fund released a statement about the film in February of 2005 that said the following, quote, Perhaps the most central stereotype fueling disability prejudice is the mistaken assumption inherent in the message of a movie that the quality of life of individuals with disabilities is unquestionably not worth living. The stereotype is contradicted by the personal experience of many thousands of people with significant disabilities in this country and around the world who view our own lives as ordinary and normal. I get it. Not everyone who becomes a paraplegic or has a disability wants to, right. to die. But there's a, uh, there are people that do, and this is a, this is a movie. This is one mo- movie. Yeah. About one story. And she explained, and I, I mean? think her, I think her explanation is very valid. I agree. Like she got to do what she wanted to do in life. Mm-hmm. She traveled the world. 
I agree with her that she yeah. lived the life she wanted to live. Yeah. I totally agree with her. I, yeah. I mean. I'm to level with you. If I became quadriplegic tomorrow, I honestly don't know that I'd want to live. Well, and I would uh, kill I, you. I don't. You were so sweet. And I'd kill you if you wanted. I don't know that I'd want to continue living. It depends. To tell you the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Dep- well, depends, that's true. The yeah. Because I guess her- I guess I wouldn't know what my life would be like. Yeah. But I, mean, I just. In her situation, probably I'd probably want to go too. You know. Yeah. Like in that, you got yeah. to do what you wanted to do. You got your shot. Mm-hmm. Her family know. sucks. Yeah. I mean, she has she has Clint Eastwood, but I mean, he was like a hundred, so like he was yeah. gonna go soon. They took her leg. They're probably they were probably gonna take more limbs because she was getting bed sores. So I mean, yeah. to keep her alive, they were probably gonna keep taking limbs and shit. Um, I mean, not that she was not that she was using them, but no. still, you don't want to just be a a torso in a right in a bed, especially after doing all the training she did, yeah. getting to where she was, and then it's like, yep, that's all over for you now. Yeah, because there was also this one scene, this one small scene where like uh clint eastwood's character was like hey we're gonna i'm gonna try to get you like a a power a wheelchair that you can use that is operational by you know blowing into the tube yeah so you, so you can go so to you school because so you want to go school. back to college you can go back to college and stuff and she was like yeah i don't want to do that yeah i mean which i, I probably wouldn't want to do that either right I especially if you already did what you wanted to do yeah um and then the weekly stand i don't know what the weekly standard is but they apparently also criticized the film for its ending and missed opportunities saying that the movie could have ended with maggie triumphing once again perhaps having obtained an education or becoming a teacher or something like that maybe but again this is a movie about one story about one and then boxer you know what i mean like i don't know clint eastwood like the badass that he is says that the movie is about the american dream and he said that he distanced himself he told the LA Times that he distanced himself from the actions of the characters in the films, noting that he's gone around in movies blowing people away with a, with a forty-four Magnum. But that doesn't mean I think that's a proper thing to do. See, um, it's a, it's a, it's a story. It's an art. He wrote it like it's an artistic expression of yeah. something. Like who cares? Like that's why I don't understand. Like when people get all like up in arms about these movies about like if they have like a suicide in them or if they have like uh, sexual assault in them. Like yeah. yes, we all know these are bad things. They're different situation. It's a different outcome in every situation. This is like hyperbolized because it's yeah. a movie. Like, I don't know. So whatever. Despite the criticisms, though, as we mentioned, this movie is on, I don't know, like everybody's top 10 list. Should be. It's um, very. Uh, it's it a very good movie. Really slept on it because it, it was, I don't know where it was I was. so good. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Yeah. And again, can't, can't, can't give more props to Hillary Swank than I already did. She was very good. She in was this. very good in this. Yeah. I don't know Hillary Swank from very other many movies. I know she she was in um I know Boys Don't Cry, which I think she won an award. She won an Academy Award for that too. I don't know if that was before or after. I forget. I think that was before actually. I think that came out in '98, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, she was in Buffy apparently. She's the next Karate Kid. You ever seen that? No. That's Karate Kid, but with a girl. Oh. And she's that. the girl. Uh, Boys Don't Cry, '99, yeah, and I'm pretty sure she won. Oh, yeah, she's in a ton of stuff before that, but, like, nothing I really saw. Yeah. Black Dahlia. Oh, P.S. I Love You. I remember that movie. Freedom Writers. I remember that movie. She played herself in Family Guy back nice. in 2012. Good for her. So, very yeah. good work there. Yeah. She hasn't done much recently, right? I think she's I don't in think a... so. Oh, she's in BoJack Horseman. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. She's won all kinds of awards. Yeah, well, Boys Don't Cry was about, um, was it different? You know what that is? No. It was, is it, uh, about ba- bo- is it about boys not crying? No, it's based on a true story about, um, a trans gender ma- uh, male um growing up in like i don't know i'm going to say, i want to say like it's is, not, is that hillary swank's character yeah like oh 
Yeah, she plays uh, Brendan Tina, who oh. was born female, but and but oh. is trans, and then like, um, yeah, it's just the story about that and like how he gets like, you know, sexually assaulted and beat up and all this kind of stuff because he lives in a small town in like got the it. middle of America and he's a trans man. But I think she got shit for that too because she's not transgender and she played a transgender person, but. But that was also in 98, so maybe she didn't get shit for that. I don't know. She probably got shit, like... Afterwards. She probably got shit, like, like a, year a year ago, ago. for it. Yeah. <laughs> like, saying, like... I mean, yeah, I think transgender people should play transgender characters. But, like, again, it was 1998. And yeah. How many transgender people were, like, out and, like, in Hollywood at that time, you know? That's true. That was Million Dollar Baby. Yeah, good. A very good movie. Good movie. By Mr. Clint Eastwood. Yeah. I want to watch more I, Clint Eastwood movies. I never movies. saw Gran Torino, but I heard... I mean, oh, that was the other movie I was thinking of. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know what that's about, honestly. But he had several others that he did, didn't he? Yeah, he does a lot of stuff. I mean, he's been in the pictures since what the forties. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, out of the, out of the womb. Out of the womb. Yeah. Oh, he apparently dabbled in music early on by developing as a boogie woogie. I don't know what that means. As a boogie woogie pianist, and had originally intended to pursue a career in music by studying for a music theory degree after graduating from high school. Is that like a jazz piano type deal? I guess. Back in the 40s, they are like, it's boogie-woogie music. <laughs> sounds. Sounds right. <laughs> um, but yeah, Million Dollar Baby. Very good movie. Oh, Do yeah. yourself a favor, check it out. Yeah, definitely Even if it. you've seen it, watch it again. Yeah, it, definitely. Why not? Yeah, it holds up. Um, if you again, have, made it, 20 years ago, definitely yeah. holds up. Yeah. If, if you haven't seen it, spoilers. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, very good movie. Yeah. So just watch it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even though it was very depressing at the end, but oh, so depressing. Yeah, so depressing. But like in a good way. I don't think that was in a good way at all. I mean, like a good way, like it was told well, like the story yeah. was told well. I mean, it's no, it's it's no pianist. I'm never watching that. That I'll never see that. That is a depressing movie. No, that's just. Wait, I don't even know. It might, it might have gotten more uplifting towards the end. We stopped watching it. You never know. I don't think so. Go see Million Dollar Baby. Well, I mean, you can't. I mean, go uh, watch it. It's like on it's demand. Streaming we somewhere. saw it on HBO Max. Yeah. Go watch it. Very good movie. Everybody's good in it. Mm-hmm. Even um, Anthony Mackie. He's an even asshole. Anthony, he's, but he was good. To be fair, true to character. Yeah, true. Yeah. At the time. Because, yeah. again, before the Marvel movies, he was just an ass in everything. Yeah. Thank you for checking us out. Yep. Be sure to su- subscribe if you're not already. Yeah, do that. Check us out on Twitter at Did I Miss Pod. Tell all your friends. And on while you're on Twitter, give us some suggestions on what we should watch next or Please. listen to. Um, we are almost done with our next TV show. Almost close. We're we're like a, we have like a season and like five episodes left. We're getting there. And until next week, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. be excellent to each other. Yeah, do that. And that's it. That's, it. that's all I got. I have nothing else. I was gonna impart words of wisdom. But you don't have any. I all I have is just be excellent to each other. No wisdom. In the words of Keanu Reeves, the great Keanu Reeves. The great Keanu Reeves. Bye bye. Bye.